G'day, Giselle Hanna here for this week's edition of Stick Together, the only national program focusing on union news, workers' stories and social justice issues from a worker's perspective. Welcome back to another year of workers' struggle and union news. This program is produced in Melbourne for 3CR and the Community Radio Network on the stolen lands of the Kulin Nation and we pay our respects to their elders past and present. Later in the program, I'll bring you some news about trade unionists in the Philippines that are being targeted by the Marcos Jr. administration and are being extrajudicially executed in order to prevent their organising attempts. But first up, some union news. Workers at the Emergency Services Telecommunication Authority, they're the ones that answer triple zero calls, started indefinite industrial action on Monday the 18th of December. Their actions include wearing union merchandise, not recording false alarms data and relaying union messages over radio. They're also undertaking work stoppages that do not affect emergency responses. Those workers are pushing for better staffing, access to accrued leave, improved training, more pay based on experience and raising the base salary for trainees, which is currently 48000 per year. Negotiations with the Emergency Services Telecommunications Authority, soon to be known as Triple Zero Victoria, started in February 2023. Earlier in that year, Parliament passed legislation to rebrand the organisation and for it to be taken under government control following a damning report that highlighted deadly failures. The United Firefighters Union, Victorian Ambulance Union, Communication Workers Union and the United Workers Union are representing workers during negotiations. And Victoria's mobile speed camera operators walked off the job on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day as fears for their safety continued to grow and negotiations with their employer for better working conditions failed. Members of the Community and Public Sector Union say the mobile speed camera employer, Serco, is not doing enough to improve their safety, pay and working conditions. The strike comes after a 36-year-old speed camera operator was attacked by a group of people three days before Christmas near Royal Parade in Parkville. Union members have been alerting drivers of speed camera locations, placing signs on the side of the road that read, Camera car ahead, slow down for safety. Workers were offered a pay increase of $1.70 per hour, but it was rejected. And you'll remember a story we brought you last year when New South Wales paramedics threatened a registration boycott which would make them all ineligible for working as paramedics as of the 1st of January 2024. Well, those guys won. Paramedics have cemented a historic pay deal avoiding a potential meltdown of New South Wales emergency services from the 1st of January after a bitter fight with the government. Urgent negotiations between the government and the Health Services Union were held in the tense backdrop of about 2,000 paramedics boycotting obligations to renew their professional registrations, which would have barred them from attending call-outs from New Year's Day. 
Under a $500 million deal, paramedics will get between 11 to 29% increases to wages over four years, depending on their grade. And another update on a story we brought you last year. Virgin Cabin Crew, who recently voted 99% in favour of last resort protected industrial action, have achieved an in-principle agreement that delivers better pay, safer and fairer rosters and work-life balance. After six months of negotiations and more than a year of raising concerns about fatiguing rosters, cabin crew have locked in provisions, including an additional six days off a year, recognition for time spent on unpaid standby and overtime payments after nine hours. Pandemic emergency settings had seen cabin crew fall below award minimum rates and seniority classifications fall away. The deal reinstates and improves classification levels, delivering pay increases between 14% and 18% over the three-year agreement. TWU members have now achieved strong agreements for Virgin, Ground and Cabin Crew, while pilot negotiations continue. And in a massive win for workers, engineered stone, which causes silicosis, will be banned in Australia from the 1st of July 2024. Australia has become the first country to announce a ban on engineered stone following a surge in workers developing the lung disease silicosis. Commonwealth State and Territory Workplace Ministers unanimously agreed to implement a national ban on the product at a long-awaited meeting on Wednesday the 13th of December. The world-first decision comes after hundreds of workers develop silicosis from working on engineered stone, a popular material mostly used for kitchen benches and bathroom vanities. After years of studies and calls for action, it's worth noting that the movement towards a government ban escalated rapidly once the CFMEU stated that their members would refuse to work with engineered stone from mid-2024. And from India to Canada to Belgium and many places in between, Union members are standing up in solidarity with the Palestinian people, taking action to stop the flow of arms being used by Israel in its destructive and genocidal war on Gaza. Israel's military attack on Gaza has killed more than 20,000 people, injured nearly 50,000 and displaced 2 million, according to the United Nations Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs. In an urgent call on the 16th of October, Palestinian unions and professional associations asked unions abroad to stop arming Israel, given the military and diplomatic support for Israel coming from the United States and the European Union. They appealed to unions and workers to refrain from manufacturing, transporting and handling weapons and surveillance technology destined for Israel. They also formed the organisation Workers in Palestine with international allies to build solidarity and support. In Spain, workers at the port of Barcelona refused to transport weapons to Israel and demanded an immediate ceasefire. Workers at the aerospace company Airbus, also in Spain, organised a march within their factory displaying a banner Airbus workers stand in solidarity with Palestine, no to arms sales to Israel.
14 Spanish unions and 200 civil society organisations launched a campaign calling on their government to end the arms trade with Israel. And unionists from the Catalan Trade Unions Association protested Israel Chemical Limited Iberia, a subsidiary of ICL Group, which provides Monsanto, now Bayer, with phosphates to produce white phosphorus for the US military, which in turn supplies it to Israel. And in Belgium, several transportation unions called on their members not to transport weapons by air after some reported seeing shipments headed for Israel. In Italy, dot workers at the northern port of Genoa from an independent union with their community allies on the 10th of November blockaded the movement of cargo onto a ship operated by the Israeli shipping line Zim. The same ship then faced protests at the southern port of Salerno. On November 30, dock workers affiliated with the European Dock Workers Council took their first major coordinated action across ports in several countries. India's 12 union federations, representing 100 million workers, are strongly opposing talks to send 100,000 construction workers to replace the Palestinian workers whose work permits Israel has cancelled. In Canada, the Indigenous and Rank and File Union organisers boldly shut down four arms factories that were selling weapons to Israel. Workers and community members closed L3 Harris plants for the day in Hamilton, Toronto, Montreal, as well as Lockheed Martin in Ottawa. Labor activists blocked entrances to Geospectrum in Dartmouth, a subsidiary of Elbert Systems, a major Israeli arms company. And in the UK, momentum is growing after two successful pickets, including 400 unionists blocking the entry to the Bay Systems factory in Rochester in Kent. The campaign by Workers for a Free Palestine aims to draw attention to the role Britain plays in the supply chain of weaponry used by Israel. Actions escalated on the 7th of December, with 1,000 workers blockading arms factories in Bournemouth, Lancashire, Brighton and Glasgow to halt the production of components for the F-35 fighter jet. There was coordination for similar actions in France, Denmark and the Netherlands. You're listening to Stick Together, Workers' Stories, Union News and Social Justice Issues. You're listening to Stick Together, recorded for 3CR Community Radio, coming to your local community radio station via the Community Radio Network. Red tagging has been used for decades in the Philippines in the government's campaign against the Communist New People's Army, which began in 1969. The government's counter-insurgency efforts include publicly accusing activists, journalists and trade unionists of being directly involved in the fighting or supporting of the MPA. The Philippine military has long been responsible for large numbers of extrajudicial killings and torture of alleged communists. Red tagging continued under successive Philippine governments, including Gloria Arroyo, Benigno Aquino, Rodrigo Duterte and now today... Bongbong Marcos Jr. My guest today is Elma Labog, 
the General Secretary of the Kilosung Mao Uno, the militant trade union federation in the Philippines. He's discussing the latest in their campaign to end the extrajudicial killings of trade unionists. The latest uh, victim of uh, extrajudicial execution, which uh, took place last September 29, is a veteran KMU organi- organizer, uh, Jude Tadeus Fernandez. No? He was... Uh, he was uh, being presented a uh, an arrest warrant and that uh, the usual narrative of the police is that uh, uh, he fought back or in the uh, in the uh, slang of, uh, of Filipinos here it means that uh, uh, it, it, it's called nanlaban no? or he fought back so they they usually use this uh, excuse to uh, eliminate their victims uh, easily and without uh, uh, without really uh, any any mercy uh, towards their uh, their victims and uh, quite uh, surely uh, Jude Fernandez was gunned down right uh, in his uh, in his house and that uh, uh, the the uh, narrative of the uh, police that uh, Jude fought back is uh, a blatant lie, as there were no uh, signs of commotion or 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 uh, noises that were noise that were heard from his house by uh, their neighbors. So uh, obviously, the the operation was indeed a clear case of uh, of a premeditated murder, uh, bounding into the. Uh, case of uh, extrajudicial killing. Even uh, af- uh, even after the killing of uh, Jude uh, <clears throat> Fernandez happened, uh, right uh, after his killing was uh, another another uh, assassination of a Filipino journalist uh, based in uh, Misamis Occidental, where he was uh, mercilessly gunned down by an assassin uh, by shooting Juan Humalon or uh, who's uh, uh, better known as uh, alias DJ uh, Johnny Johnny Walker no? he was he was in his booth and uh, performing his work uh, during his uh, program and uh, the the uh, assassin walked in and pumped uh, a bullet in his mouth and uh, that caused his death if uh, we would discern the uh, the case of Jude Fernandez. This is uh, uh, exactly the same uh, case uh, that happened to Manny Asuncion, no? where the uh, fully armed uh, combat-ready police officers, 15 of them, uh, barged into the uh, office of uh, Jude uh, of uh, Manny Asuncion. He was a uh, one of the victims of the uh, Bloody Sunday Massacre. The case of uh, Jude Fernandez was the 72nd case of extrajudicial killing. And that uh, uh, this is the number since 2016. When we filed the case uh, in, in, uh, with the ILO, it was like uh, uh, the 68th case. And now it suddenly jumped to 72nd. And therefore... One whom alone would be the 73rd victim already.
uh, of uh, of the killings and his and Jude is the fourth and the one who alone would be the fifth under the uh, government of Mr. Marcos. So the uh, uh, the ITUC has uh, consistently listed the Philippines in in, the, in its past uh, seven years of research as one of the most dangerous countries for workers to live in, you know? and that the uh, unionist activist organizers and uh, the general public are suppressed uh, in order to uh, to deter their campaigns for minimal minimal wage increases, a family living wage. Uh, a, a, a struggle for national minimum wage, job security, and freedom of association. So if you will uh, look at the uh, the uh, uh, issues that are being fought for by workers, you will notice that there are legitimate uh, 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 issues that are commonly uh, uh, carried uh, by various, uh, various uh, organizations not only in the Philippines, but these are common, uh, common issues that are being uh, fought for by uh, many workers and workers' organizations globally. With the unabated increase of, of uh, prices of goods and the services, the real uh, value of workers' wages are are diminished, no, and uh, the the. Uh, 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 continuous rate of inflation uh it's up to the very low uh, wage levels that are existing all over the country with a uh, a wage uh, system where uh it is uh, regionalized uh because of the uh, the uh, development paradigm of government that when wages are much lower then they would uh, attract more uh, investors so they they came out with a law in uh, 1989 where the uh, uh, implementation of region of a regionalized wage system existed and therefore uh, for workers that would be farther away from Metro Manila their uh, their wages are much lower but then the the uh, the cost of living are all the same on a nationwide scale so. Uh, this defeats the purpose of really uh, uh, keeping up wages that would uh, that would be able to cope up with the uh, existing uh, 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 rate of inflation all over the country. So, whilst those uh, workers uh, in the regions would have lower wages, uh, the the uh, uh, the cost of living all over the country are almost uh, equal while uh, there was a 40 peso increase for uh, workers wages in uh, metro manila uh, the other regions have also had their own uh, increases but they are much lower than 40 pesos and so this is not even enough to buy a kilo of rice where a kilo of rice was uh, promised by uh, marcos to be 20 pesos no a kilo uh, this is his campaign uh, campaign call, and it had been uh, two years already. But then the prices of uh, of uh, rice remains uh, high, as uh, the uh, the uh, uh, volume of uh, rice uh, importation had uh, 
uh, increased tremendously under the reign of uh, Mr. Marcos. So, 40 pesos was uh, added up to the wages in Metro Manila, but then this is just uh, uh, not sufficient uh, not to to uh, come up with the uh, existing family living wage, which is equivalent to 20 US dollars a day, and the current highest minimum wage, because uh, in a regionalized uh, setup, is only the equivalent of 11 uh, 11 US dollars and 70 cents. So uh, we are still struggling for uh, wages that would really be uh, appropriate for the ever-increasing rate of inflation, especially where the uh, prices of uh, uh, oil and petroleum products keeps rising up every uh, 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 Tuesday of the week. So uh, uh, it, this is... A major, uh, a major uh, struggle that we're carrying out as uh, the uh, United uh, or, or the ILO has pointed out that uh, uh, the wage struggle is a common uh, struggle for all workers worldwide as uh, the uh, ever-increasing rate of inflation hits uh, uh, strongly against the, uh, the capacity, the purchasing capacity of workers uh, in in every part of the globe, so it has uh, come up with a survey pointing out that the uh, struggle for wages is a, a top priority for uh, wages for workers' uh, struggle all over the world. So uh, we we uh, we fight for uh, wages uh, all over all over the country and the. Another another issue is the issue of contractualization, where uh, thousands of workers across the country are uh, victims of uh, of uh, the uh, contractualization scheme. No, where uh, almost forty two point forty two percent plus no, of uh, workers in the Philippines are now contractuals, meaning that they are not uh, direct uh, uh, employees of. Uh, of uh, principal principal employers, but they are uh, being employed by a, a third party, where uh, this third party uh, contracts out labor with the um, uh, the uh, principal employers, uh, uh, cutting the wages of workers lower, and that their uh, their security of tenure is not uh, being guaranteed guaranteed by their uh, em employers, whereas uh, uh, in 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 theory, the right of workers to uh, to uh, form organization and have a living wage is clearly etched in the Philippine Constitution as well as the uh, provisions of the labor code. So you will uh, you will take note that the uh, the rate of uh, employment is still uh, high in the philippines now we have uh, 2.2 million jobless filipinos and 5.7 million are underemployed the uh, next issue is the violations of trade union rights so i have already uh, underscored the case of jude uh, jude uh, fernandez and that of mani asuncion 
and uh, the uh, cases of abductions uh, and uh, and uh, enforced dis disappearances are still uh, an ongoing thing it was a shameless position taken up by, taken by the uh, 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 government representative in the ILO where uh, they claimed that uh, the case of uh, of uh, the killing of uh, Alex uh, Dolorosa is a simple case of uh, robbery whereas uh, Alex Dolorosa who was a a, uh, a an active member of the of the uh, LGBT community as well as uh, a, a very prominent uh, organizer of uh, the uh, whole center employees in in Bacolod had been uh, kidnapped and kept for three days. And when he was uh, discovered, his uh, body had bore uh, uh, 34 stab wounds. So why why uh, uh, rob a poor worker? If it's really a case of robbery, why not uh, a, 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 rich, uh, a rich person? So this, this uh, argument, this reasoning doesn't hold water. And so... Uh, the government representative in the last ILO uh, conference had received flack from uh, the delegates of the uh, ILO in all uh, levels of representation from the IL, uh, ILO government and uh, and employ uh, labor and employers. <laughs> You're listening to Stick Together, Worker Stories and Union News, broadcast around the country every week on the Community Radio Network. That's it for Stick Together this week. Special thanks to my guest, Elma Labog, from the Kilosung Male Uno in the Philippines. If you want to catch up with our program, the podcast is available at 3cr.org.au or iTunes, and you can contact the producers of the show at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com. My name's Giselle Hanna. Remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there's a union for you. And until next time, stick together and keep safe. Brothers and I